Peace of our Lord be with you. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. Every three years, the lectionary places in the path of the church throughout the world those words to be read on the second Sunday in the sacred season of Eastertide. And every time they roll back around, the communal way of life they describe sounds at first radically different from our life together. And indeed, it is different from our life together. And yet, in some ways, our life together now does bear at least a faint family resemblance to their life together then. For example, today's passage from Acts chapter 4 says that the early church was of one heart, which is also the way we are with one another, which one imagines is not the same as being of one mind. This morning's lesson from the book of Acts does not say that the early believers were of one mind, and neither are we. We cannot know how diverse they may have been in their thinking, but we do know how diverse we are in our thinking. When it comes to what we think about, for example, the various political and public policy questions of our time, our congregation has rarely been of one mind, which is probably why our first interim pastor, Dr. Whaley, admonished us all the way back in 1967 to agree to differ, resolve to love, and unite to serve. But, while we may rarely have been of one mind, we have always been of one heart, holding one another in our hearts. People who do not all think or vote or say the same holding one another in our hearts, which is a part of the wonder and beauty of our life together. It seems to me reasonable to assume that every church on the planet ought to be doing something all the time 
that it could not do if there were no Holy Spirit. This is one of those beautiful wonders which is the work of the Spirit among us. People who do not all think or vote or say the same, holding one another in our hearts. What could possibly be more beautiful than that? We work hard at guarding it, and it's never easy because while on the one hand we must speak with absolutely unambiguous and unnuanced clarity about the moral issues of the day, we must also work to guard that beautiful wonder of people who are not of one mind being of one heart, which has never been more important than it is today because in an increasingly loud, vitriolic, partisan, and polarized world, do you know that your church may be the last place left in your life where you get to be of one heart with people without having to be of one mind with them? What a beautiful Holy Spirit wonder that is. In that way, the of one heart way of which we read in this morning's lesson from Acts, we are like the early church. And also, we even resemble at least a little the original early church in the way we share with one another our possessions. Needless to say, unlike the early church, we have not relinquished all we own to be redistributed equally among us all. That is what the early church did. If the book of Acts is a trustworthy record of how they built their life together, that is what they did. That is not what we do and yet, we do something similar if in miniature, every time we pool our resources by giving our money to support the work of the church through the budget of the church. I found myself watching the most incredible snapshot of that as the sun was setting this past Wednesday evening, watching dozens of basket-wielding children 
hunting Easter eggs throughout Northminster's backyard. All of us who give to the work of the church through the budget of the church helped buy the burgers, paint the faces, and rent the train that made the night so magical for so many little ones. Not to mention the new playground which will soon be finished paid for by all of us sharing our resources with one another in the family of faith, which is also how we fund the presence of the deputy who slows the Sunday morning traffic on Ridgewood Road, pay the nursery workers who help watch our babies, and buy the 48 biscuits we prepare each week for Billy Brumfield, the 16 chocolate chip cookies we serve every Thursday morning at the Wood Street Bible class, the 35 pizzas we purchased for the Span School children this past Friday, the 110 chicken sandwiches our youth group served at Stew Pot yesterday, and the one tiny, shiny silver dove Leslie placed over the head of little George Smith a few moments ago. All of that happens because all of us together do our own miniature version of what the early church did in this morning's lesson from Acts. We share our gifts with one another in ways that allow all of us to hold everything in common. All of which calls to mind for me something Anne Lamott once said. When asked why she made her son go to church even when he didn't want to, the famous writer replied, I make Sam go to church because I want him to grow up around people who live by a larger light than the glimmer of their own little candle. I make my child go to church because I want him to grow up around people who live by a larger light than the glimmer of their own little candle, which is exactly what happens in a family of faith. It doesn't happen perfectly anywhere, including here. But a lifetime spent in the family of faith, holding in our hearts people we do agree with and don't agree with, and giving our money together to causes which transcend our own personal opinions and self-interest, all of that does shape and color and stretch and form our lives in powerful and wonderful ways for God and the gospel. It doesn't happen all at once or once and for all or in a single moment or on a certain day, but it does happen across a lifetime. 
in church. It happens here in the family of faith, our family of faith, Northminster Baptist Church, our life together. Thanks be to God. Amen.